0: to John Wayne Lied to You, the storytelling podcast featuring me, your favorite uncle that no one calls to invite anywhere. John Wayne, that's right. John Wayne, here I am back again. Thank you for joining me. I am, of course, uh, in Wayne Manor, uh, sequestered in the East Wing in the Library of Evil, where I uh, spend most of my time. I've got a big, big cup of hot Joe here, coffee in my, uh, drink coffee, hell Satan mug. Thanks, Chris and Alicia. And I've got a nice big bowl of grandpappy's medicine. Some gorilla glue is the strain we're smoking today. Very nice. Um, and yes, thank you for joining me. I hope everyone is well. Um, I hope everyone is safe and, and healthy. And, uh, I I love all of you and, uh, you know, we're going to get through all this together. I believe it. And, um, So I I very much appreciate you guys taking time to check out uh, the podcast for another week. If you're new, welcome. Thank you so much for uh, joining me. It's been another week, uh, you know, slowly. uh, I don't know what it's going. I mean, slowly, as far as opening the country goes, the state of Texas that I'm in, all of that kind of stuff um, has been going on. But first, before I get uh, too, too far ahead of myself, it is the first of the month. Wake up, wake up, wake up. It's the first of the month. Uh it's uh the first podcast of the month. So as you know, all of my Patreon supporters get a special shout out uh today on this episode. Thank you guys so much. If you if you out there would like to uh join my Patreon or check it out, go on over to patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead and you'll see all the tiers I have set up and, and all the cool things you get which uh, any tier you sign up on gives you access to the Awesome Dude for Life Boner Bonus Podcast, um, which is another weekly podcast that I do where I have a guest on that uh, I've, you know, somebody that I've met on the road, somebody within the scene, in in the arts, whatever. Uh, I've had lots of great people, lots of great friends that I've made that I have had on this show. So that's there, and there's 25 episodes. Last week, it was Brian Keene was the guest. That was a great one. So, you know, I'm throwing heat here, folks. We're not fucking around. This is the big, this is the deal. This is a real deal. So if you want to go over there, check it out. You can give a one-time donation if you'd like, but, uh, you know, the, these people did it and they're pretty damn cool so i gotta say what's up man hugo camacho my man out there in barcelona doing it doing it well uh the origin of love that we have between us you know what i'm talking about dude jamie Gucker, you are a bad bad bitch i love you so much reading like a man crazy crazy person and uh you're awesome i love watching your stories every day and seeing how you're doing jessica reeves you bad bad bitch i love you too you're wonderful thank you so much for your support i could not do it without you code man cody jacks you the man thank you so much dude for always being there uh i appreciate you and i love you so much dude uh glad that you know I'm glad I took a chance on a plucky young man like you some years ago when I hired you at Starbucks, and now look at us today. Uh, Nick Hogleg Poncio, always there in the clutch. What's up, dude? You don't even want me to shout you out on this, but too fucking bad. Shannon Bradner, thank you so much. You rule. You are the best. Shouts out to you. Much love and respect. Uh, Tim Feely, what's up, dude? How are you? Talked to you a little bit this uh, this week online take care man hopefully maybe i'll get out there to kentucky uh we talked about Scarefest. i don't know maybe we'll see we, i've got something that week but nothing is, seems to be uh solid right now so maybe maybe so john rodney what's up man thank you so much always truly an awesome dude for life in every aspect and i appreciate your support so so much mary beecher what's up girl i should be in chicago right now i would be in chicago right this second if it wasn't for this fucking plague. So I could have, you know, said what's up to you in person. But uh, for now, shouts out to you from Houston. I will be in Chicago soon. Thank you so much, Mary. Uh, Judy Madill, Mamaza. What's up, Mom? I love you so much. Thank you for everything. I'll call you later. Uh, Amy Torres McCoy, my favorite smiley face I love to see. Thank you so much for your support, Amy. You know you're the best. Uh, Charles Burt Stanton Chadwick. At Mert Stanton speaking. What's up, dude? Hey, we're. Uh, shouts out to you, man. We're gonna take that Vegas trip, dude. It's 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 booked. So hit me up. We're gonna start uh, see if you wanna come back out with me, man. We're gonna do it. We're gonna take over. Jared Barbie, the man of Death's Head Press. What's up, dude? Thank you so much for your support always, and thank you for everything you do for the the writing community and for the for indie press. Death Death's Head Press is doing a lot of great things. So check them out if you have not. Uh, David Deberende. Dennis de Bernardness dad damn it dude i love you dude i'm sorry i, I started off making a joke of the de 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 now i can't even pronounce it cuz i'm dumb but dave what's up man uh dave is here man and uh i hope you're doing well up there man and uh that i can get up there and see you you know if not september sometime you know very quickly after that uh chris and alicia stamps what's up guys thank you so much as always i i miss seeing you um hopefully in Atlanta in August maybe you know you guys can come down or we can get together then uh so great Miko Reese what's up girl you're looking good out there I see you every day thank you so much for your support thanks for your support for the indie community uh indie lit and, and uh all my other friends that you read and you're you're the best uh my little brother Josh Spicoli Martins what's up man up there in Chicago I'd be seeing you too. I'd be, I've already kissed your face by now 1,100 times if I'd been up there, but I will be up there soon, man. I love you. Thank you so much. And Dustin Hendricks, what's up, dude? Thank you so much. I would be probably seeing you in Chicago. Even though you live in Michigan, I met you in Chicago at Printer's Row. We will be celebrating our one year anniversary of meeting each other as friends right now if this stupid plague hadn't happened. But, uh, Thanks so much Dustin for your your support dude and everyone check out his podcast Tef- technical difficulties t e a s uh, out there. I'm on an episode and he's got a bunch of great people on episodes he's putting that out every week on Sunday. So check that out and thank you guys so much. The list gets longer and I I can't uh you know thank you all enough for that helping me grow this Patreon especially during a difficult time of the last few months that we've all had um so if you're interested out there in checking out my patreon maybe throwing an uh, old uncle johnny here a couple bucks for your support go to patreon.com slash john wayne is dead uh subscribe to one of the tiers it gets you all kinds of stuff there's a free story every month that gets sent out there's videos i put a video up of me doing a cover of uh Acoustic cover of Tears for Fears, uh, Head Over Heels. That's on the page, that one up there, and other, other videos that I, I All kinds of stuff, guys. I, I do my best, and I'm taking requests now from my Patreon people that you know for the next song that I put up a video. I'm going to do one every week, uh, you know, doing the songs that y'all are requesting. So anyway, that's all going on. Hop on over to Patreon, check me out. Everyone that's there already, I thank you guys so much. You rule. I appreciate it. So this week, um, you know, it's just... It's been another week of uh, hurry up and wait kind of uh, situation, you know. It, it wasn't, you know. This was one of those. This was one of those weeks where I, I, it's everything. Kind of, I had to reset myself. Things were starting to really wear me down a little bit. Um, you know, I was. I saw I, I, I had. I had therapy this week, so that was fun. That that was fun. That was fine. That was a nice download but it's just like i'm find, i'm finding I, I don't know i was having a bad week i just uh, had a bad couple of days in there but i'm all right now i'm back up on top just like you know i would be but uh it's just i just I, i'm just at like a such a loss of everything it seems and uh it was uh i was tough and we all have bad days and i i do as well so i mean i don't have any problem talking about them but i like i said i got i got back i'm through it you know it's uh it, it's a, it's an everyday thing it's uh it's an everyday thing when you let your nuts hang also that but it's an everyday it's every it's one day at a time that's all it is now one day at a time and that's how we can do it and that's what we got and um it's all it's it's what we have so that's what i'm doing but outside of that it, it hasn't been that bad i've had uh uh i had a great uh skype conversation with uh one of my favorite authors and um people an awesome awesome chick uh uh, Austin, autumn christian she used to live in austin now she's up in oklahoma uh and if you are on the patreon actually the story that i sent out um did i already send it out yeah the story that i sent out at the beginning of the week was uh about autumn and i uh the actual real life interaction that we had with some weirdo at a bar in austin and we decided to uh to totally completely fuck with him and it uh it was very funny so (laughs) with funny results so uh, I talked to Autumn for a while. That was cool. She'll be on, you know, uh, an episode of the Awesome Dude for Life boner, bo- boner Bonus Podcast over on Patreon in a few weeks um, when I get to that episode. But other than that, I've just been uh, – oh, I was on – oh, check this out. I was on – oh, shouts out – major shouts out to Funko Hunter 803 uh, Charles Steele. I was on – they, they put me on a live unboxing show that um, – he and another cup a few other Funko pop club people, um, collectors have this show called Mail Call Wednesday every Wednesday at evening. And it's a live Instagram show and they have usually other collectors on unboxing their stuff, but they had me on um as like kind of the guest and I did unbox something. I, I ordered a pop so that I would have something to unbox um you know, to be a part of the show, but also, so I wasn't just like, "Why is this guy on here again? What is he doing? He's just talking about books or something." So I uh, actually ordered a, a, an Amazon exclusive Voltron pop. It's a six-inch one, so it's a little bit bigger than the regular pops, and the head is all fat and stuff. It's cool. That was a in homage, like a kind of shout out to Letters to Voltron, the band I used to play in long ago, and uh, it was. It was fun. I talked about my books. I told a story, uh, Letters of Ultron story, uh, while I was opening the box to kind of try to work in like, hey, I do this, I tell stories and stuff. And I also write books. I showed my books. But then I, uh, and then I played a song since Chris and I, um, Chris Jett uh, and I from the John, Wayne's, John Wayne is Dead, the band, we put out uh, that two-song uh, single earlier, digital single. So I, I played a song live. It went well. It was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, a few people on there, so it was cool, uh, and that was a a good way to buoy my spirits. But like that, and I, that was like a win- Wednesday, um, and that happened probably that was at five o'clock Central Time, six o'clock their time wherever they were. And I, it was like I did that, and I was all hype. But afterwards, I was just bored, and there was nothing. To do, and I I think I went just went to bed at eight o'clock or eight thirty, just because I was bored as fuck, just bored. I'm like, all right, fuck it. I'm gonna take Benadryl and go to bed, and that's what I did. Uh, but you know, and then uh, you know, my uh, my wife Katie went to visit her friend in Austin this weekend, so she's 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 traveled twice in this in this pandemic, and I've traveled zero times, so I, I definitely have to fix that. But no, she's going to visit her good friend outside of Austin this weekend. And uh, I've just been here writing, trying to revise this stuff, uh, these work in pro- these first drafts of these two novels that I've been doing, and uh, I wrote a story for an anthology that's going out, and though, oh, and I I also organized my seven inch records. I, if you know or don't know, I have a lot of records. I collect records. Uh, my band John Wayne is dead only puts out vinyl records. We have three seven inches and a twelve inch, and I, I have a bunch of records here in the Library of Evil, but. More than that, I have a bunch of 7-inch records because they're, like, uh, you know, because I guess, like, if you don't, if you're not super familiar with, like, a lot of indie labels music-wise or, you know, you know, kind of more underground punk, that type of rock, dirty rock bands, you might not understand, like, why do you have so many fucking 7-inch records? Like, what the fuck is the deal? But that's, like, that's where they get you with the collectible thing that's where they get your hook the hooks into the collectors because you know I was I I moved these seven inches I uh I alphabetized them and moved them to a lower shelf because they were on this top shelf and I kept like man I have so many cool records up there and I don't ever really think to grab them down because they're on this top shelf so I moved them down and as I'm going through them I'm like pulling out I'm like oh man I'm gonna listen to this I made a stack that I was listening to as I was organizing and it was very cool it was a very uh nice little break from my uh that was how i took a break from my writing that day i you know wrote all morning took a break organized my shit went back to writing and then um then i went to have a beer actually at moon tower shouts out um so it was cool uh and um uh oh sorry i got the thing uh so i um fuck, this weed is good. Okay, that's right, records. So yeah, that's where they get you because they're different. They they release different uh, colored vinyls for different pressings, or maybe they'll put the one seven-inch out before the record comes out, and they'll do, you know, one that's a clear green and one that's yellow, and you want to try to get them both because I don't know why, you know, you're just insane like me. So I've got a bunch, that, that's like how the majority of my seven-inch, uh, Uh, collection is it's it's all like these kind of collectible one-offs um promotional not promotional well I have a couple promotional record store day seven inches I found in there but yeah it's just like some of them are pretty hard to find of course most of them are out of print because bands like like my like my our band my band you know you print you press when you press a record you press so many of them um and then you hopefully sell them all, and when they're gone, they're gone unless you have enough money to do a second pressing, in which in which case when a band does that, then that's when they'll do something else to the record too. They'll make it a different color or half blue and half yellow or something crazy like that because they're going to sell more because obviously if you ran out of them and people still want them, like if you're still on tour and you run out of your records or whatever. But uh, now you give everyone that bought one already another reason to buy it again because you did something different to it so that's that's kind of how like a, I guess a glimpse into the mind of um some of that record collecting. I was talking to a buddy about it yesterday Brandon actually shouts out Brandon and and we were talking about seven inch records and I have some old 45s too like I have some Elvis stuff I have some Beatles stuff that my mom gave me thanks mom shouts out um I have some Hank Williams 45s like these are the old jukebox ones uh but m- majority is like weird out of print b-sides Imports that kind of thing. So that was a uh, pretty, <laughs> that was my pretty exciting uh, organizing my records. So outside of that, I'm just just waiting, hoping that everything does go forward when in, in July, uh, in Indianapolis, and we're able to have a Days of the Dead convention. Um, and that would be wonderful. But until then, I'm just keep keep on doing my thing. So that is all I can do. But uh, so I think uh, it's about time we get into our uh, let's see here, our three-card tarot uh, reading of the day. Um, as you know or may not know, I do a three-card tarot reading of myself before every episode, and I just write down my thoughts, things that are on my mind this week, and try to look at them, get a fresh perspective through, you know, just what the interpretation of the cards is. And if you're into tarot or, or, or want to know more about it, or learn more about it, I'm a, I am do a card of the day reading on my Instagram, which is at John Wayne is dead. It's on my Instagram story every single morning where I do a card of the day. It's just two minutes long, and it explains, kind of gives it, uh, I try to apply it to a general, you know, everybody out there type of thing. And it's a lot of fun. It helps me learn. Um, it's helped me learn and get a lot sharper with it. And if you're into that, you know, check it out. And then all of those readings then go onto my uh, YouTube page. So the John Wayne is dead YouTube page. This week, I was... Uh, Thinking about some things, of course, I already talked about some of them, but, uh, okay, here we go. But, you know, mainly I was thinking about, like I just talked about organizing my records, organization. And what I mean by that for me is the closer it gets down to possibly being back on the road again, the more organized I I need to be. I've got to get everything just, just absolutely organized to a T And so when I get out there, I'm ready. So that's what I mean by that. Time management was another thing I wrote. You know, just managing my time uh, effectively. I don't think I have, I don't have that much of a problem with time management uh, per se, but I I don't want to lose my grasp on it. You know, I want to stay sharp with making sure I'm managing my time. So that focus, laser focus on things. Um, Like I said, some of these, you know, I had a couple days where I still did shit, but I was so I was just in a funk, and it was hard to focus, you know, and I, I I can't let those things happen and make excuses about, oh, I'm sad, but fuck that, I need to be focused you know, and then also problem solving there's gonna be a lot of things to to deal with uh, new ways of doing things after all this is over, and i I want to be a part of the solution on all aspects, and I also want to make sure that I'm positively uh affecting every body I come in contact with in every event that I'm at in some way. You know, so that's something I'm I'm thinking about, you know, and keeping myself uh in check, if you will. So um let's see. First card we got was the it's one of my favorite cards. Uh and it's funny because well I guess let me tell you this. First card we got is the High Priestess. Um and It's funny because card of the day today that I did earlier, as I was just telling you, um, was the High Priestess reversed. So the High Priestess is one of my favorite cards um, because, uh, you know, it's all about intuition. A lot of this is about intuition. I talk about it a lot. Um, But she is like the—she represents, I think— when I look at tarot, all things intuition go back to the high priestess because, as I've said before, the high priestess, you know, she sits at the, at the barrier between our conscious and our subconscious, and she makes the, that veil between thin so that we can connect better with our subconscious and therefore be in tune with our intuition um, better. You know, So when she appears, it, it's, it's always like, you know, it's a good sign, but it's also like a check, like, hey, are you listening to your intuition type of thing, you know? So, so that's what basically this whole card um, is about. She's uh, she sits at the, the the threshold of our. Oh, my computer went to sleep. Like I said, the the subconscious and conscious, and um, you know, and she's she teaches you that she te- she teaches you and is showing you through your intuition through your subconscious that there's much larger things at play in the world. Things aren't just as they seem. Uh, There's a lot of influences at play and um, we don't understand that we don't understand. And and maybe we're not supposed to understand uh, what's, you know, these, whatever this outside thing is. Um, But she's, she kind of also is like, you know, Hey, you're not, it's also a way of saying, Hey, it's not just you, dude. There's a whole other shit going on out here. So open your eyes and listen, you know, if when this when this card shows up, I mean, with the reverse one, of course, it wants you to get to take time to, to get more in touch with your intuition to stop, you know, meditate, whatever you need to do, not listen to outside influences. But when when she shows up right side up like this, it, it, it's more to say that, like, your, your intuition is strong right now. Now's the time to connect with that intuition because it's either flowing strong or there's really something that you need to to know and hear so you know you just you need to listen now like it's coming now If, if you're open to your intuition if not you you know get connected to it trust it don't listen to other people's opinions about what you should do when you already in your gut feel what you should do that's the intuition you should listen to and the less you listen to it the more you ignore it the less it 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 comes back it's harder to 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 listen again it's harder to hear so it's important now that it's sharp with you to listen and and kind of trust that and as always i like to say this with um you know with the high priestess it's a time to uh you know feel rather than think collaborate rather than compete and uh create rather than destroy i i just always like to say that with the high priestess it it uh, i think is a good message mm. Always to be thinking of. so go and next card uh, I got was the eight of cups reversed. So the eight of cups reversed. this is kind of this is a card more. okay, so we know the cups are of our feelings, our emotions, right? So this is kind of like where you're trying to decide um, whether to stick with something. Or whether it's it's time to walk away and, and separate from that, um, and it's also like it's an aimless card of drifting aimlessly, right? So you're something's going on, maybe right now. You're you're deciding if you need to, if you should give something another try, a situation, a project, whatever's going whatever is going on right now. It's come to some kind of stalemate or a pause or abrupt, you know, stop, and you're deciding is this worth it. And that's exactly what you need to be looking at. Is this worth it to me? Is this, uh, is this aiding in my, is this going to lead to my higher goal? My, my higher self, is this keeping me on the path? Like all of these things need to come in into your mind when you, when you're deciding this. And again, like it says, check in with your intuition for better understanding, which we just had the high priestess. So, you know, this is kind of going hand in hand. Like I said, High Priestess is here, our intuition is strong, or we should trust it now. And the Eight of Cups is bringing, like, the thing saying, Hey, here's what you need to listen to your intu- intuition about. Do you stay or do you go? You know, that's an easy way to put it, or kind of a blanket, because this isn't all about relationships. It's, 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 uh, or, or even just romantic relationships. It's jobs, it's hobbies, it's, it's pursuits, it's family, it's all kinds of stuff. Um, but yeah, you definitely need to take some time away and check in with your intuition on that. Um, and, and listen also, if it's time to go, like if it's time to make a break of this and move to the next thing, that's what, that's what the decision is, has come, you know, also listen to what, you know, the next course of action is. What what does your heart tell you the next course of action you need to take? You know, it, it, people are going to want to tell you what, what they think you should do or what they would do, particularly, particularly when it comes to, a romantic you know thing people are gonna you're gonna have friends on both sides giving you like and i would do this and i would do that this isn't the time to listen to those people right now it's the time to listen to your your intuition and your heart and make sure that what you choose what you do next will be something that leads you to the higher path now the drifting part is is uh you might be kind of just drifting from project to project thing to thing um you're very listless and unsatisfied in all of them. Um, so, again, with this one, it's it says, you know, it's another intuition thing. It's it's to stop, stop with whatever you're doing um, and find something that, you know, is going to lead you to your path that makes you happy. Like, you have to. That's the thing is you have to find something that's truly going to leave you content and then go go after that then make the plan design your life around that contentment it it's i know easier said than done but it can be done it 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 may take baby steps it may take a long time or a short time but you definitely you know can make a conscious effort to design your life around the contentment that that you desire um so that's yeah and again you got to trust that intuition so and the last card we got uh was the 2 of swords so uh this card is um you know swords swords are intellect so we're going now from our emotion to our intellect here and uh this is about you know difficult decisions uh weighing options hmm difficult decisions i wonder if that could be a difficult decision about whether to stay or go or continue doing something hmm interesting um so when when you're dealing with this so the 2 of swords is saying when you're dealing with this making this decision um that could be coming from this you know the last card uh you, you just it wants you to uh find like f- you know this sounds really elementary but do do a pros and cons approach to this um to help with your with your judgment and and the thing is is like you know I talk a lot about managing and deciding you're, you're using your head and your heart uh either or to to make certain decisions um this is saying you're gonna have to tap into both a little bit here because it's it's an in, it's a intellectual decision there's a logical decision of what course you should take you know you can look at it on paper as one way that's completely sword the swords intellect like yes that makes perfect logical sense but there's another way, you know, you put some some of the emotion into it with that intellect and you can make maybe a better plan that is more, like I said, helps more design your life around the happiness uh, and contentment that you want. So, so this is one of those things you got to kind of use both. You know, you got to trust that intuition and you got to think with your head uh, as well. Um, what else do I like about this card? Um, okay, so... Again, uh, this uh, this was good because it ties in with exa- all this this reading. So she on the card. If you don't know what it looks like, it's uh, a woman is holding holding two swords crossed across her chest, and they're you know uh, out they they're so long they're going out of the frame of the picture, and she has a blindfold on. And this this is you know this represents that decision, and are we avoiding making that decision of whether we should stay or go or continue, you know? And this is a self imposed blindfold. Um, and you know it's it's kind of like it's representing a, a delay you're trying to delay this decision by putting this blindfold on and you know maybe it's going to help you not think about it for a little bit longer if you just don't see it like you know quote unquote but this is only making it worse like it honestly it's dragging it out um it's it's going to uh have worse consequences you know so you need to make this decision um using your heart using your mind as well um to make the right decision and and you know it it's going to be difficult it's not always clear cut but you know we need to be aware of of the good and bad consequences and and know that avoiding these kind of things are only going to be you know bring us more conflict and uh stagnation you know because you, you we have to go through these challenges to grow and you have to you know, fail to learn to grow. So if you don't want to make this decision because you feel like it's, it means you're a failure in some way because you either have to quit something or walk away from a, a something that, you know, you were trying to make work. But, you know, when you try to just force those things, you miss out on that growth and, and you just become stagnant. So, So growth is important. So don't worry about these obstacles and these challenges you know don't try to avoid them it's all for the best because you're learning and then you're we'll all be stronger uh when we move forward from that so that's our reading for today i i got a a lot out of that i hope you did as well and again if you're interested in stuff like that and tarot or just you know curious check it out on on my instagram at john wayne is dead i do a you know card of the day, every single morning, um, it's on my story, and then it goes to the YouTube page, the John Wayne's Dead YouTube page, so thank you guys so much for that. Um, So as I mentioned earlier, I I have another podcast that I do every week on my Patreon, where I talk to um, people that I know, and people that I've met, friends of mine, friends I've made along the the way in this, you know, writing career, and and on the road, and I've been putting uh, segments of those conversations in episodes of John Wayne Lied to You, so you can, you know, kind of get a taste of my guests and if you want to you know jump over and hear the whole episode on the Patreon you can or if you just want to check them out and 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 further learn about what they do uh you can do that as well. So this week uh is no exception to that. I'm going to do it right now in fact. Uh our awesome dude for life boner bonus podcast guest this week is Mr. Frank, Frank Edler. You know him, you love him. He is the host of Bizong the Weird and Wide Weird Wild Fiction Bizarre Fiction, Weird Fiction Podcast. Um, you know, we I, I love Mr. Frank. He's had me on his show, I think, five times now. Um, and we always have a great time. And it was uh, my turn, uh, you know, to be the one in the old uh, question-asking seat this time, uh, in the driver's seat, if you will. But no, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I had talking with Mr. Frank. And uh, we're going to listen to a little bit of it right here.
1: It's out the other day, because I just hit uh, this past Monday episode 200 came out believe it or not so it's like it's really like five years yeah so like january 2015 i I believe is the the first uh episode comes out so yeah we're we're like a year and a half or five and a half years into this now that's awesome
0: dude yeah i get lost in time and shit um thinking about it because fuck because even that first year you did a a bazong at scares that care remember and like we carrie and i came in and We were trying to talk and shit, but like all the, I think it was to the mics didn't pick it. I don't know what was going on. The mics
1: really weren't picking up. I didn't have the right mics for for recording in that that room. So I would have been better off if I singled out a person to come sit at the table with me. I tried recording the room and it it didn't work as well as I had hoped, but I I cobbled something together. People can go back in the archives and, and, and pick up on it.
0: Yeah, exactly. But it's, uh, this is a very special and awesome podcast that you've done, and you're doing a, you do a great job with it how how does it feel now 200 episodes in like is it a grind is it uh you know how how are you feeling with it
1: i mean i feel good i i, I was uh musing while i i brought dangerous later on back for the the 200th episode i didn't want to make a big deal of 200 i was kind of more preparing for 250 as being like a milestone episode and doing a bit of celebration. But once I was looking at it, like I'm at episode 199 and I think it would be a shame to to just not really acknowledge it at all. So I, I just quick reached out to Danger. I'm like, hey, man, you just want to like come and record just like, as you know, nothing, not promoting nothing. And just let's just talk about like, you know, 200 episodes like you were there. Like he actually showed up in my house. You know, yeah. usually I do stuff over uh, Skype and and the first very first episode, like he showed up in my house to to record the thing so it was was pretty cool all in all so I just wanted to like kind of reminisce and and shoot some shit and it wound up being a cool episode Uh, um, but 200 yeah I said you know when I got to episode 100 and I made a a little big deal out of it a little party out of it uh, it seemed I got to 100 quicker and from 100 to 200 seemed longer I don't know why that is maybe just because of the longevity of it Um, but it doesn't feel like a grind at all like you said at the top of this like you're happy because it's the cool thing is just getting to talk to people all the time. Doing the pod, the podcast is almost a side effect. That's really what I wanted to do when I started the, the podcast was like talk to riders and, and and get some you know learn from them, commiserate with them, uh, and, and just have a good time talking shop. And that has not gotten old over over five and a half years at all. And I don't I don't feel like any grind, any slag. I'm not begging for a way out not thinking about stopping the thing i mean i'm yeah. i'm still going man it's, it's a good time hell yeah dude
0: uh got to keep this train going it uh, reminds me of that episode of the simpsons when bart said if i had a show i would run it into the ground <laughs> like that's 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 my my uh my thought all the time i'm just like ah, i'm just gonna keep going until you know my computer burns up i i've got that weird discipline though where i like i can't now I can't not do something once I've incorporated into the routine or else like the, the world will end or something, you know, I have to keep doing it. So like now doing two of these a week, but I, I've been recording like maybe three or four of these ones a week. Now I've got I've got a lot of them stacked up. Um, but yeah, it's it's never it gets old. It's it's uh, still going good. I don't know. But I, because because we you know, you've know you been doing it so long, I, I think I just put out episode 147 uh, yesterday so yeah, I've been doing it for a little bit too. And it's uh it's awesome, it's fun. It uh I don't know. It's uh I'm fucking high, dude. I just hit that bong. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um
0: is uh is weed legal in in New Jersey? What's what's it like up to, is that um,
1: where what do we have uh we're allowed the medicinal like, but it's not like it's it's still rough and there's they still like have a hard time opening up dispensaries because it's it's kind of a dual thing it's like Uh they want to they can't fucking fully commit and then uh i think last year they were supposed to i think they're supposed to like you know open it up like it has been in other states and the eh, the politicians here are so fucking crooked and corrupt and shit and they basically like weaseled their way out of it because there's a ahead of that vote a lot of towns were uh banning it regardless like if it's it's legal in the state it's not legal here especially the shore towns which i kind of get it you don't want that you know the rabble as it were the jersey shore craziness popping up with that so they kind of got ahead of it and it just there's too much there's too much of a clash over it so it's not going to be an easy thing to pass so they kind of pushed it off again it's 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 that kind of state <laughs> it's ah. going to take, it'll get there, but it's, 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 it's not going to be anytime soon, but, uh, you know, yeah. my glaucoma acts up, I'm sure, you know,
0: you got to want it
1: to get it here.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I was just talking to Michael Allen Rose last week, uh, shouts out. And he, th- cause it's legal, uh, in Illinois now, you know, it started in mm-hmm. January. So we were talking about how it is now that it's legal there and shit. And, uh, it's all, like, regimented still and kind of, like, line, like, one in, one out type of weird thing. And uh, even though, like, hearing him say, like, waiting in line just gives me the shakes because I hate waiting in lines. I'm like, God, go. I'm not, fuck this. I'm not waiting in this line. Uh, nothing's worth that. <laughs> but uh, I was like, that's still better than, uh, you know, still something. And he said, they'll, I'm sure it'll be loose and all that shit once they kind of build in that marijuana culture a little bit more. Um mm-hmm but i don't know it's fun it's fun to it's fun to dream mr frank um but you know you're on the other side of the go ahead sorry
1: i just wanted to like like quick like on that note like say like i was i was watching something on netflix and it was like a whole uh documentary type of thing like about marijuana and thc and all these oils and all the shit and everything but the the thing that captured my imagination is of these like uh, edible boutiques popping up, like they're making like, like gourmet edible looking things and packaging them, packaging them like they're like fancy godiva chocolates and shit. I'm like, that's that's what I want. <laughs> Dude, I want to get to that that point where you can go to like the the weed bakery and, and get get some crazy ass dessert and make a make a party out of it.
0: Dude, there's so many crazy edibles coming out now. It's mm. <coughs> it's insane people are used to that cough. It's fine. Um, I was, I've been saying like on the podcast here, like, I don't know if it's, I guess it's the the pandemic or whatever, but it's a buyer's market out there. Prices around me have been slashed. Uh, and I've just been like going from one to the next, like, what would what, what, what you do for me for this? And, uh, so, you know, you know, uncle Johnny's got to stay stocked up. So yeah. you know, that's bet more important than toilet paper and shit. So, um, <laughs> Um. Uh, so, anyway, yeah. I was gonna say you're on the other side of of this now. I'm. I in, am interviewing you now. I am holding the cards, even though we're just ch- we're just chatting. But uh, before, let me see. I want to ask you about the uh, the network that you guys are on, uh, Project Entertainment Network. That's it. Yeah, hell yeah. Okay. So how many podcasts are on that?
1: now? Oh God, I don't know because we know. just went through this change, right? The, there were somewhere I don't know it was between fifteen and twenty uh, before this this changeover happened, and um, basically what it was is Ar- Armand Rosamilli and his wife owned the network. They bought it when it was Project I Radio off of of somebody else, and and they 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 wanted to build it up, with their passion behind it, and they really legitimately wanted the podcasters to to make some money off of it. Not even big money, but like they wanted to they were really into trying to selling advertising and 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 merchandising and stuff and they wanted everybody to get a cut which was fantastic um and it was also fantastic cuz I didn't have to pay for the hosting of it whatever you know small fee that is um so I just did the show basically they owned it but then when we'd sell advertising or or t-shirts or whatever mouse pads and stuff I'd get a cut of that so it was nice I'd get a few bucks here and there Uh, you know, nothing, nothing to claim on my tax form or anything like that. But, you know, I could say I was making a couple bucks podcasting, which is great. And of course we had, uh, Brian Keen on the network and his show was being the anchor essentially of the network just help, you know, it helped bazong and helped everybody else. Uh, just the awareness of, of the network and the podcast on it. Um, essentially over time they were running it for, I don't know how long, three or four years. Basically at a loss, you know, they they were doing everything they could trying to build up the Patreon selling stuff selling advertising, but uh, they they ran it at a loss for a long time and, and they ran it for a loss for too long, you know, where it became they had to like, we can't keep doing this for <laughs> for our own sanity. We can't really get it to to turn the corner. And uh, so we need to make some changes and it, it came to the change of like, you guys. Are gonna have to we're gonna have to operate as a more traditional podcast network there's lots of podcast networks out of there and it's nothing more than uh just podcasts attached to one another promoting one another like that but everybody's paying for their own you know their own storage bandwidth and all that stuff so that's what they they goes this is what we have to do unfortunately so you're either in or out I prefer that you stay with us and and all that but everything's on your own and I i I thought it was great because uh, Because of the network, because of their costs and everything, the uh, the thing that frustrated me a bit was the advertising. I knew I could sell advertising, but I couldn't sell it to my audience at the prices they were looking to get. So now that I have control over, it, I can make much more attractive prices to to advertise on Bazong, and I'm just one show paying for my own thing. So I thought it was great. I could run my own Patreon if I really want to. I haven't gone down down that road uh, just yet. So. Um, it, for me, it was very liberating and, and, and fun. So I stuck with the network. We're still on the network, you know, really, nobody noticed much change go on. Uh, the only big thing that happened is Brian Keene decided, well, if I'm going to pay for it, you know, here's what I want to do. I want to take my podcast and start my own podcast network. He had that pirate radio thing going on and everything. So he took himself and Mary, you know, his usual like cadre of characters, and he's got his own network now and, and and doing his thing. And that's fine. I mean, there's no ill will or nothing like that. Right. Uh, but in the right. aftermath of that, <laughs> um, because now the, the Rosamillies don't have to foot the bill for everybody, they've invited a whole bunch of podcasts uh, to join the network to really bolster... So it's not a bunch of writers doing podcasts. There's people doing book reviews. There's people reading. There's there's all kinds of podcasts coming in now. So i i don't I don't even know what the count is up anymore. We might be up to like thirty now, and Uh-oh. just a slew of um of podcasts all connected to the network. I'm still trying to sort them all out myself. But uh, Bazong itself, nothing nothing at all has changed with Bazong for the for the Zongers out there. That they're, they're uninterrupted in in their experience with Bazong.
0: All right. There he is, Mr. Frank, and myself. Uh, be sure to check him out on his podcast, Bazong. It comes out every Monday as well, and um, he's a good dude. Uh, I really think he's uh, he's an awesome man. Uh, I love him. So, Mr. Frank, check him out, and uh, check out the Patreon, patreon.com/slash John Wayne is dead for all the other episodes and all of the other cool stuff I have up there. But now let's get into our uh, story of the week. This story I was reminded of a couple weeks ago, and I took. I was like, "Oh yeah, I got to talk, tell of this story." Um, by old Nick P, we were sitting up here uh, at the old uh, Wayne Manor, uh, writing some some stuff that we're working on, and uh, you know, Nick brought up some some memory or somebody so seeing a seeing a you know boy scout or something, or maybe we made a joke about a boy scout, and we started talking about stuff, and uh, I was like, "Oh yeah," so this story is called. Wood with wheels. So, like I was saying, this what reminded me of this was Nick P. Bringing up something about uh, his short tenure in the in the scouts, which made me remember mine um, from when I was a kid, and and a, and a certain thing that happens there. Um, so I was. You know, this is like one of those things where, first of all, you're stupid kids. You don't know what the fuck you want or what's going on. And your parents are also like just putting you in things because you got to do something and hopefully something sticks. Right. So they like my like my parents were like, you're you're playing baseball this year. And I was like, "What? I don't know what baseball is. But so they signed me up for baseball just to try, you know, just just go try it, you know. And I I loved it, and I played baseball for, like, nine years. Never any good, but uh, I did enjoy just uh, sitting on the bench. That was fun. Uh, But, you know, that's kind of how you – this was one of those things. That's how, like, Scouts was. Because you have one of your idiot buddies, you know, comes to school one day, and he's got a stupid little shirt on with a patch, and you're like, what's that? I want – what, you know, what is this? Why? Whoa. And he tells you, you know, we're in a Tiger's Cubs, and, that like, that's the first – you know, thing you join when you're in for Boy Scouts, I guess, you know, first grade or something like that. So I was like, oh, I want to do something stupid like this and waste my time. And uh, so uh, I, of course, joined. And I thought, you know, because I thought it was going to be cool and fun. And um, I, I don't, I don't even know if I really remember what it was all supposed to be about, to be quite honest with you. I didn't get very far. I think I got up to because the way at least I remembered it was tiger scout or tiger cub, wolf scout, and then bear scout, and then weebelow, and then whatever. So I, I, I was I I think I quit mid bear. I know I was at least a a, a wolf. I had that patch. So we're talking like third grade maybe, but you know and like i said i don't remember what it was all about i just remember you you know we had this handbook i guess and we went to meetings at your den mother's house but i don't even know what we did there like i could not bring to mind one single memory of any of these meetings that i went to or what they were about like did i, I don't know if we studied out of the book or we read they read the book to us or maybe they, i don't f who knows maybe we were all hypnotized and they were t- been touching us maybe who knows i don't know no i doubt that's happening but but that's i mean i just i have no memory so it left it left no profound effect on me at all but what did leave an effect on me was one thing that is a uh, at least at the time i i don't know i have no knowledge of whether this still goes on you know they're still doing this uh in scouts today but back then they had something uh, a yearly event called the pine wood derby so what's the pinewood derby well pinewood derby is like a it's a race where each scout like you 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 build basically a, a wooden car to go down this this grease wood track that they have the special track and uh you know the fastest Basically, it's like you know you're in brackets and whoever's eliminated are trying to be like the fastest one. You can win the Pinewood Derby with your fast car. So, I I mean when when they say like when they brought it up like it's the Pinewood Derby time, everyone. So, blah blah blah, and I'm like, what's that? And they you know they explain the whole thing to me, and then I of course get out of the meeting, explain it to my mom and dad, and it's like you know you have to go. We have to go to this hobby store to buy. See you know there's always a by the way. So you have to go to this hobby store to buy the the kit so there's like a kit that's a block of wood in it that's loosely shaped like a car right um and some wheels like plastic hard plastic wheels with these kind of nails that you you know nailed them into the car with and there was kind of like a i I believe there was like pre-cut like kind of segments taken out where where the the nail was kind of supposed to go for the wheels so that it was whatever, I don't know. And I I had no other knowledge of this, right? And then, you know, it has to weigh a certain amount. Um, you know, there's rules that you can't have, you know, so many extraneous things or whatever or weight, and I didn't know, like I said, nothing. Like, they just, I got the kit, you know? And so I go, and we live in an apartment at the time. Uh, this was back when we were v- very new to Texas and still Uh, hadn't gotten a house yet so it's not like we had you know my dad was he's super fucking handyman he's miss he is a fix-it guy he's very handy completely opposite from me i don't know shit from shinola when it comes to that but he is like a good you know he's good at building things and working outside and all that kind of stuff but you know we're in an apartment he didn't have we didn't have access to any supplies or anything so we went to my uncle bob rest in power uncle bob went to his house and i remember you know to spray paint it and it was uh I, I this color was like i wanted blue i think i was like I, I want blue and it so it's this color is like it's it's like an industrial blue it's like a dull, it's like a dull blue that would be like the painting in the um like in a factory the the metal would be painted this color, you know. the The safety stairs are painted this kind of blue, um, but I, you know, I don't fucking know. That's what we had. So I, I painted it, just painted it. Painted that wood like it was, um, and then uh, I attached the um, the wheels. And you know, because I don't know anything, or you know, know what's going on anyway. I of course I put them all in too tight, so the wheels can't even spin. <clears throat> but even at this point, I'm not even sure I understand what the Pinewood Derby is, except I need this car uh, for it. So I got this car, and it's just like a piece of wood with some plastic wheels on it, basically, painted uh, like a depressing factory. And we go to the Pinewood Derby, and it's held at, uh, actually, the elementary school that I went to at the time, in, like, the cafetorium. And they have the track there and everything. And I get there, and I I start seeing like people's cars and i'm like what what is happening like what is this because these cars dude let me tell you people were like like they hired aerodynamic engineers or something to make these cars for them see i didn't know any of these extra things that you you know could do i didn't know any of the nobody told me that you could modify your car modify your block of wood whatever because people had the their blocks of wood carved into Like, you know, all kinds of things like, you know, a classic Mustang or a a fucking, um, you know, F1 racer, uh, just all kinds of weird sports cars, just just weird futuristic looking things like like somebody fucking has like a lathe and shit just making these wood blocks into these badass car shapes. And so there's that. And then these cars, you know, they're painted like a car, like they've got a gloss on them. They're like they've got pinstripes. They've it looks like a a model car, you know, or or they're all futuristic looking. Whatever they look, they all look fucking badass. And guess what? You're allowed to add weight to the car. Like they have these weights that they sell at the hobby shop too. That you just kind of either wood glue on the underside of the car, or you can like hammer them in or something. But it's like a lead or something weights that you put in the front side of the car so it you know goes faster down i guess cuz it's gravity pulls it you know it's supposed to go faster i guess cuz it's heavier i knew nothing I, all i knew was like it, you you couldn't be over x amount of weight and i knew my car wasn't so i was like all right but i didn't know you could add weight up to it i knew nothing of this people were putting their cars these cars are like flying dude these cars are flying down this this thing um and I, I, you know, as a kid, I was just like, what the fuck? I've, you know, you get kind of start getting all like creepy or weird, like kids get like, why am I so stupid? You know, but uh, I, you know, and I get my car up there. Of course, it's like blue piece of wood versus, uh, so, you know, whatever. And of course, like, even though I think my dad tried to help loosen the wheels a little bit, I had already done like the damage. So the car like barely even goes down the, the, the incline it's like just creeping down it's mostly sliding because the wheels aren't turning and uh i was so disappointed i was just like i felt like such an idiot but uh you know i know i I didn't know you know we weren't savvy scout savvy i guess or uh you know i didn't hang out with these kids and their parents that were in my troop i guess or because all their dads you know they did all this so you know and i think my dad felt the same way uh he was i think i remember him saying like i didn't I didn't know you could do all this, look at this, what are these people doing, I didn't know we could do all this, so he was a little bit also kind of like, well, we didn't know type of thing, um, but of course, I took it harder, because I'm a stupid kid, so after that, um, you know, after I come in uh, last at the Pinewood Derby, um, I I uh, I did stay in the scouts for uh like I said, maybe one and a half more years or whatever. I don't know what seasons. I don't I don't know how scouts work like that, but um, it wasn't very long. And I did the Pinewood Derby one more time, I believe. And uh, I think, you know, we did try to make the car uh, something different because we made it a truck. Uh, we got a pickup truck one. And I think my Uncle Bob, rest in power Uncle Bob, tried – tried to help us with that a little bit and we did some painting and stuff like that still and you know put we put, put the weights in it got for you know god's sake but it still wasn't like i was i was it was never on the level of any of those like pro kid engineer father's cars and you know it was just stupid really you know so i was like fuck this i'm not doing this anymore i don't you know come over this house hang out with these creepy kids and their mom reading the bible or something this is just this is dumb so I, I I quit and um but you know Nick had brought up the Pinewood Derby uh and his experience with it so I was like oh my god that flooded back all of those memories and but we and we both agreed like on one like on one thing like that the Pinewood Derby is fucking stupid and if you built a car like all that stuff uh, you, you wasted your time but you know, we're also not sore losers all right there you go hot take on the pinewood derby hey these are jokes people these are jokes um but yeah there we go i i I had no idea about the the pinewood derby but uh it, it doesn't surprise me that People got so, so super crazy over-the-top involved in it. Um, it was basically, at the end of it, just these fathers racing uh, each other, racing their cars against the other car that they made, because that's basically all it was. But anyway, there's the story. If, uh, if you had a good time at the Pinewood Derby or a good time in Scouts or both, then good for you. I, I have no problem with that. I It wasn't for me, though. So... Anyway, thank you guys for joining me for another episode. I really appreciate it. Um, as always, check me out at johnwayneisdead.com for all of your John Wayne uh, information. My dates are, are still getting organized. They'll be updated here soon. But uh, you go to the shop page on there. All of my books are, are in stock right now. You can grab one. They, they come signed to you with uh, personalized art that I send and all kinds of goodies. I've got a new sticker up in the shop that I just uh, just got in that's very cool. And, uh, of course the John Wayne is dead, uh, band records are in there and our t-shirts and all, all kinds of stuff. So when you order from me, uh, I very much appreciate it and always hook you up with something a little extra, but all of my books are on Amazon and uh, Kindle as well. So, uh, if you want to pick one up that way, that is awesome. Or, and I just appreciate you so very much listening to the podcast and, uh, and hearing my, my craziness every week. So, um, If you want to support me on Patreon, be sure to jump over there, patreon.com slash JohnWayneIsDead. You can check out the Awesome Dude for Life Boner bonus podcast every week when you do. And uh, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at JohnWayneIsDead and Facebook at my name, John Wayne. Uh, So yeah, and thank you guys all again. Let's uh, be safe and healthy out there. Uh, I love you all, and I will see you next week.